Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. It's time to roll out the red carpet for, well, new carpet. Right now at the Home Depot. Choose from hundreds of styles and colors from top brands. Plus, get free installation. So whether you want to brighten up your bedroom, add a little more cushion to your living room, or yes, add some VIP flair to your hallway, you can get the perfect carpet to match your mood with free installation from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase of $4.99. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details. <laughs> it's us. It's I'm gonna let you finish. Part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Court and Amy. It's us. It's another week. It's I'm looking at I'm looking at yeah. Courtney's Courtney moved his base of locations to <laughs> yeah. another room. Yeah. So we're having a competing gold record <laughs> uh, thing. So you've got Fuji's good sa- is that Savage Garden? That's I Savage see? Garden. It's, I gotta say, on this you, wall over here is Fuji's, Fuji's Savage right? Garden. Okay. The uh, Wyclef's The First Carnival. Okay. And that one is Maxwell uh, Embrya. And then on the other side, there's more. When we see that view, then- I think, <laughs> I'm sorry, I think I have the ultimate one. All right. So I have on the other room, I have D'Angelo, which I still don't understand why, because mm-hmm. I did nothing, but fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, 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 which I think is good. Which one is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sons of Soul. Um, is it Sons of Soul? No. House of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Knight. I know, I'm sort of ashamed of that one, but I keep it up there anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think my piece de resistance is the Amy Winehouse one, because mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of them. Well, on this side, but, again, if we're gonna Savage go Garden. Yeah, yeah, I got to say, that's that a good stands one. out. Yeah, that's is a good that true? Truly, madly, deeply savage. Yes, garden? that is Thank truly, you. madly, deeply savage garden. And all then right. on, see, and you can't see this side since we're gonna read them all. Like I had yes. to throw some out because they got destroyed in the fire, and I was like, you should have just had them fixed. I was like, when you have a fire, and no, all you your have shit a fire. is fucked up. You don't, you don't give it. a fuck. You don't want anything that's broken. You're like, I don't want it in my house. Well, I uh, want to say, <laughs> truly, one day, I think one day we have to do. We'll do the songs that we very kind of like whisper that we really love. And no, I will listen, say it know, out loud. Truly, Madly, Deeply is listen, a great song. And Darren is a great songwriter who's... Who's Darren? Darren, he's You know their names? Of, yes, oh, he's okay. one of the members of Savage, Savage Garden, Darren Hayes. And he's a great oh, writer. Know. And has written. he's he's on a bunch of people's albums now. Like, he's, he's really... <laughs> A right. great song, great Well, I just song wanted to applaud the eclectic. Yes, 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 the eclecticness. So what's going on? It's been a week. Some things happened. There was an MTV VMA Awards. You know, and I sort of bounced in and out on it. Yeah. First off, um, it was literally 10 blocks from my house, so I had no choice to know what was going on because right. they were blocking off streets. Mm-hmm. And you started seeing a lot of people. Can I just say that this might be some weird remnant of my past and being more involved in interviews and and i get i find the whole setup and breakdown of sets really kind of fabulous i love seeing all the union workers is viacom using union workers these well, days no, wow. they have to yes absolutely yeah. but i love yeah. i love like the breaking down of the sets you're sitting there going something's gonna happen and then the next day they were breaking down the set and you know, Listen, it's fun to see the, creative activity what, going on. As someone who's, who's you know, worked the MTV Awards from a lot of different angles, from you working at MTV, then, you know, really my career being in video promotion, going to the awards for years and years and years. It's the process. I love all of that. I love, I love the, it. I love, yeah. you know, that's the part of the industry that I really loved. I love the process of creating the show. Yeah. I love all of the magic of, all the departments coming together and all that hard work. I mean, there were the times like Ricky, when Ricky Martin did the VMAs that year, and it was like his biggest year in America, I'd say for his American audience. And right. just all the logistics of pulling that together. And he had these giant well, trees. North, and, let's North American on well, Puerto Rico well, is the well, United States. Yes, it <laughs> is. But I mean, in, con- in continental I know America, what you mean. because I know he you was mean. a huge star, like playing stadiums everywhere right. in the world by the time he had that explosion here. But 
you know, pulling that all together, just just so many. I have so many different experiences of doing the awards yeah, and fun. being in there, and I just love all of that—the rehearsal process. And right, I like seeing the sets come together when the yeah, lights when the lights first come on. And yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. Well, shit. I was yeah, seeing yeah. it all from outside, but yeah. I, all right. So I went. I did, even though Ninety Day Fiance was on. I did bounce back and forth, and I have to say, now mm-hmm. on one hand, because I'm old. I was confused as to which blonde person I was looking at. There were a mm-hmm. lot of blonde people. I mm-hmm. couldn't quite figure out who Do. I know who Doja Cat is. I didn't right. identify her because she has a very ambiguous face in a lot of ways. She mm-hmm. looks like a lot of people, and yet she looks like herself at the same time. Right. I did not. I was not mad at this show. They focused on the 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. They tied the past and the present together very mm-hmm. well without making it a nostalgia act. Mm-hmm. The performances, nobody appeared to be lip syncing to the best of my knowledge. And if they did, they were doing a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, I thought the performances were were good. I thought it said, it's, you know, we, we can we can beat the obvious dead horses. Oh, it's an award show for a channel that doesn't show videos anymore. I mean, okay. But I thought it was, I thought, it, I you know, we know that it's like five guys in a room decide who wins this thing. But I thought it was, I mean, I thought they did a good job. Well, they, no, they, the people vote. It is a vote. Like, you know, the industry people get their ballots. Like, we used to vote, you know, when I was there right. at Columbia. So you get your vote. Listen. MTV Shim to be right. It's 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 like BT was and all of these things. It's become an annual thing that right. people do, and now it's really more about the impressions they're going to get after online, right? And and the online numbers because no one watches TV. Young people don't watch. Like right. I, I speak to young people, they don't even know where MTV is on their channel, and a lot they of these young kids, of, yeah, yeah, and a lot of these young kids, they don't, they're not, they don't even have cable. You know what I mean? So. But I, with that being said, it was fun. You know, it was fun, and you know, I thought the performances that I saw were great. Listen, I, you and I have had a debate about the. I don't know why I always say Chloe Halley, but you know, the Chloe Halley girls, and yeah, you know, listen, if she made a choice, and her choice now is is you know more of a sexual route. Which, which one was it, Chloe? Chloe. Right. And I have to honestly say, I didn't hate her performance. It it actually made me pay attention to it more because when the song first came and I saw the video, I was like, okay, another girl is like, I'm grown, I'm naked. This is the oldest one in the book. Everybody goes, I'm grown, I'm naked. The boys take off their shirt. The girl's like, fine. But I liked her performance. I did. I was like, well, okay. You know, listen, I'm not even mad at this. Is it sexual? Sure. Are we sexual beings? Sure. I, I, think I like the dancing. Between- I like the staging. And, you know, and I was into what she was giving me. I, I think there, I mean, when I mean, I still don't care. I still don't care. But yeah, but it's right. like, I enjoyed it. We don't have, <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I, I mean, and again, we've had this discussion and I don't mm-hmm. want to go way into a rabbit hole, but there is a difference between sexual and humping the stage. I mean, yeah. come on. And it's not because I'm a prude. I'm just like, can we... Can we in 2021 find a way for women and men, for that matter, to express sexuality and ownership of sexuality and, and longing and gender roles without going down the most obvious path in the right, world? Right. But I'll give her that. I was very happy to see St. John getting so much of a highlight. Though it would have been mm-hmm. nice if they'd let him finish a goddamn song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he literally would do three verses. No, you can see the rest. And I'm like, no, I want to mm-hmm. see the rest right now. <laughs> It was well, all the same well, to you. But here's the <laughs> thing, right? That's really where they're driving everything to online because they know right. no one was watching it on television. Right. So the people nice. who love him are going to go. And, and it is good. To, listen, you're MTV. You should be showing those artists. You should still, if you're if you're trying to say you're still an arbiter of music, you should be breaking acts like the way you do. Like you and do. he's a Brooklyn guy yeah. too. So that yeah. was nice. I um, loved seeing Cindy Lauper. Oh, I, I would love seeing Cindy Lauper. And I love seeing Madonna. Listen, I know. I know you know how I go in and out with Madonna. That Madonna is still my number one girl. She is. I fucking love Madonna. Have I hated some of her ridiculousness? Yeah, I have. But then I really, I'm gonna tell you this weekend when I saw her, she could barely talk with the grills and turning around with the ass. I just fell in love with Madonna all over again because I was like, you know what? Honestly, 
you have always been Madonna. She's why, Madonna. Why do I, I expect you I to know, suddenly be something? He, You've he, always been Madonna and you're going to be freaking, Madonna. And I yeah. absolutely appreciate the fact that you're I, like, I'm still fucking Madonna. Even I know, at 60 people something. Freaking I'm freaking out about it. Just right. crack me. Did she look ridiculous? <laughs> yes. yes. Has she looked ridiculous for years? But people are like, oh, she's so thirsty. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is the woman whose first major television appearance was wearing a boy toy bucket and rolling around on the stage in a wedding dress. She right. defines thirsty. Why are right. we now? If Cindy Lauper had come out like that, we would have said, this is crazy. That's not Cindy. Um, I, I just thought it's so funny. And again, I will go back on my soapbox. No, I don't ever remember anybody saying Prince should be acting his age. Right. On Never. Stage. No. Never. And the Never. thing is, what do we expect I mean, from Madonna? Madonna has always been Madonna. She's always. Madonna. She's Madonna. And you know what? And I absolutely, uh, I, you know, I, for some reason in that moment, I was like, yes, this is ridiculous. And I absolutely motherfucking appreciate because oh, it really reminded me of like the rock stars of that era. It's like, you know, she's one of the big superstars of the era who's still giving me just fucking crazy energy. And I loved it as a woman. She's like, no, I don't have to conform to being this old lady that you want me to be and dress a certain way and not say certain things. And it's like, you know what? Good for you, lady. Good. Well, she could afford better plastic surgery. Though. Well, Sorry. listen, that's a yeah. whole different story. I don't like a fake ass on anybody. Here's the thing about them. They don't look great. Really? No. On anybody, really. After a while. In the beginning, when people first get them, they're like these perfect things. Then once they settle in, they look like that. And no, don't that get- was my issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the rest <laughs> of it is like, like I said, everybody was clutching their pearls. I'm like, it's uh, uh, the thing that drives me nuts, and then we'll, we can... The thing that drives me nuts is the acting your age. Fuck you. Right, right. Because what does that even age, mean? What does that mean? It's it like, means, it means what? what some man has decided you should. Look, women over, I keep saying this, and I know you think I'm, I'm what is, I mean, look, would I go up there? <laughs> I'm the same age as Madonna. I'm a year younger. Mm-hmm. Would I go up there dressed like that? No, but I never would anyway. What does acting your age mean? In, in, in a lot of ways, women are much more comfortable in their bodies once they get past 40, because we don't have to worry about fucking getting pregnant anymore. Right. So we right. can, like, enjoy things. I, yeah, like I said, it's, she drives me nuts. I wish, you know, it's ridiculous. It's Madonna. It's ridiculous. But just, come on. There are many things you can criticize it for. Let's lay off the pie. Why is it okay to body shame her and nobody else? Right. Real you time. know? Real time. So, mm-hmm. anyway. All right. So, speaking of shame, bad segue <laughs> once again. Um... <laughs> The Met Gala, which, you know, has sort of lost its importance. It used what? to be a little... Cl- Miss, no, it's lost. Let me... Wait, the wait, only wait. people missing from that shit was me and you. That's no, how no, random no. it was this year. No, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have, like, influencers, and I'm like, who right. are you? Like, I was like, who are, are these you? people? People, who are <laughs> They were and like... Not because we're old. No, it's, it's not because, because we're old. Who are they? It was like, here comes Madison Kakalakapu. I was yeah, like, who, who the is fuck that is bitch? that? Who is that bitch? I was like, I'm who sorry. are you? Why who are you? Are you? Who is she? Hey, listen, I love Jackie Ina. I'm a huge Jackie Ina fan. Who's Jackie Ina? She's a nut. She's a beauty influence, a black beauty in, blue influencer from YouTube. I love her. When I saw her on the carpet, I was like, one, I hate what you're wearing. And two, I love me some Jackie Ina, but if I see you, and all these TikTok and YouTube people, the tide has changed. And it seems really funny, like the theme was American designer. And everybody's like, what are you wearing? Louis Vuitton. It wasn't uh, American designers, it was American independence, but they should have yes, been wearing more but, American But designers. it was American independence right, to American fashion. Right. The entire exhibit right. is new American designers. And yeah. then because, you know, it's broken in two parts. The second Met Gala, which will be in the original May, is the second part. And that's going to be the second, which is going to be now going back to the established and the classic American designers. So this was such, a, this was such right. an opportunity. I saw all of these black people, I'm wearing Versace. I'm like, where was the time for somebody to go in and say, I'm wearing vintage Tracy Reese. I'm wearing Byron Lars. I'm wearing, I'm wearing Baron Claiborne. I'm wearing a vintage Patrick Kelly. I feel like it was such a moment to highlight amazing black designers. And what do we get? I'm wearing Dior. Well, you know who I'm did highlight, you know who did highlight young black designers mm-hmm. was Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Because the woman that designed that mm-hmm. dress that everybody's losing their fucking shit over, mm-hmm. um, young, 
black immigrant uh, politically engaged woman indie designer. Right. Go figure. The one that it, you know, the one that drives everybody. And I didn't have a problem. Listen, mm. uh, she nobody pays for those tickets. Number one, let's just start for that. I mean, well, not, no, somebody does pay for the tickets. So whoever so, invited you has right, paid for invited. the invited a but they bought that table and paid for those. Well, tickets. she she mm. did not. Because yeah. she is a New York City elected official. Mm-hmm. The Met is, I saw some somebody post mm-hmm. that if you're if you're an elected official, Carolyn Maloney, also mm-hmm. Congresswoman, mm-hmm. you know, if you're the, the Met is, among other things, a New York City cultural institution, it gets funding from the city and the state. So right. AOC, AOC was not forking over well, 35 all, fucking and, hundred dollars. I think it's ridiculous. That was just people say, you know, that's again. Political football, right? Well, she was there. Da 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 da. I'm like, I don't want to hear that from a group of people whose whole thing is capitalism is good. We shouldn't demonize people for making money. Democrats, this they have this thing where like Democrats are all just an independence and a socialist and poor people, and that's not the case, and that's not what people are saying. And you know what? We're saying tax the rich. Yeah, when you find out the people like Trump and Bezos and all of these people know how to work a tax code and they don't pay anything. It's like, stop shitting that in the face of people because you know what? The rules you are setting up that you think are going to work for you are going to come back and bite you in the ass. And that's all I, I'm I, Yeah, if she had not, if she had been white and blonde, there First wouldn't all, have been. I, I mean, she's no a lightning rod. I, I have yeah, no that's problem it. With her. They just have a problem because she showed up. The funny thing about that girl is, and you know, I think you and I know this as New Yorkers, Yes, she is a voice in the Democratic Party, but her area is a part of the Bronx and Queens. You would think she runs this town the no, way she, she runs the way, like a very like small the section way, of the city. The way they want to give her all of this power, it's like she runs a small, like not even a se- two neighborhoods, a couple Big of neighborhoods. <laughs> I, I would like to just to get back to close. Mm-hmm. I would like to just say, and and to me, she is the original blonde ambition and bombshell debbie harry mm. who, who has the good work done mm-hmm. <laughs> who is older than madonna mm-hmm. debbie harry looked amazing she was wearing zach posen so she was wearing an, Amer- an american designer mm-hmm. and just looked amazing yeah. um and i thought iman looked amazing well listen iman is always going to show up and be like this is how it's done kids take out your pad Take some notes. <laughs> um, I, you know, Rihanna, who everybody was, I didn't get that, but it's Rihanna. Yeah. But it's Rihanna. You know, she's bulletproof at this point. But yeah, the Met Yeah, Gala, she's bulletproof, but I hated what the fuck it she was had awful. On. Like, it really fuck? was kind of awful. And I thought Timothy Chalamet, who I just find mm-hmm. absolutely adorable and mm-hmm. went to LaGuardia High School. So mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. He looked great. I thought Naomi Osaka looked uncomfortable, but great. Um, you yeah, like that? I thought I like. Okay, yeah, we're gonna. We're it was gonna, what it was a trip mm. because she was making. Yes, but here's the thing. Uh, That's the <laughs> uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. We can't take these. Look, we this. She's an athlete, and and this this is not her world. This is like so. I thought the statement of her being there was great. I thought the statement of Amanda Gorman being there was great. I appreciate. Well, they were the that. co-chairs. Right, there were and Chalamet, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just you can't expect. Come on, these are not. This is not what they do. They are not models. They are not clothes thing, horses. She and her sister co-designed that outfit with Louis Vuitton. That was on purpose. All right, well, good. I'm not mad at her about that. You know, just let her have her. Well, that's moment. your opinion. I can think it looked like yeah. shit. You don't have no, to agree I'm not, with me. I didn't. Say, I hated it. I hated I it. Say, I didn't, I didn't say, actually. I didn't hate it. That's the wrong word. Why do, how do yeah. I feel about it? It I didn't, didn't hate work. It, it yeah, didn't work. Yeah, it kind of like... It didn't work. I felt like I got what they were going for for the hair, but it just it could have been elevated. Her makeup actually was the problem. But mm-hmm. quickly, let's mention before we get into somebody that we can all agree everybody hates. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, at this point, uh, we... Um, the women and men's finals at the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we love, we have some good tennis. Um, yeah. What we did not see is a Grand Slam victory. Good, so, good. <laughs> so. Daniil won, Medvedev, he won the men's side. And, and Emily, what's her name, Radiku? No, it's not Emily. Emma, her name is uh, Emma. Emma. 
Okay. So, all right. Emma. Her name is Emma. Sorry. Excuse me. Her name is Emma. And <laughs> I'm, she, sorry, and she... I'm sorry, Miss Linden. I just felt like my teacher yelled at me through the No, I'm, you said, <laughs> Emily, what? It, her name is Emma. That's all. Her name is Emma. She was great. And Laura Fernandez. Oh, I'm sorry. Layla Fernandez was great. Um, I thought I was happy with either one of them winning. I thought it was it was uh, tennis is not a sport. You, I, I like tennis a lot. It's fun to watch. Um, you know, it's not my sport in the sense that I, I still don't understand how they score things. I love but, tennis. I love tennis. Um, I go to the Open great. every year. I didn't go this year, though. It's great. And it's it's very democratic in a lot of ways. I love the New York crowd. I was with both of those women. I, mm-hmm. I will say that the only point I turned is when uh, Layla was bitching that Emma About, was bleeding down her I, leg for fuck's sake. <laughs> she's, I, she's bleeding. I was like, she was like, why is this taking so long? I'm like, okay, she's kids. Bleeding. I'm like, y'all, listen. <laughs> like, it's like, let's not do that. <laughs> bleeding. Yeah, so I thought it was great. And look, I think Djokovic is obviously a great player, but I've mm-hmm. lost all interest in him because he's McNasty, McAnti-Vaxxer, McMisogynist, McWhatever. So you know what? I It would have been great, yes, in terms of blah, blah, blah. But he's to me, he has lost the goodwill. What was wonderful about seeing those two women play is that you really seriously could have come out of it being happy with whoever won. Yeah, because they true. both put on a show. And, they and they're young great. and they're new names. And you know, like with everything, right? Like with music, with sports, it comes time. You need the new blood to come in that next round. It's like, it can't just be the same names over and over. Two and young over biracial yep. Canadians. You got to love it. Uh, <laughs> though Emma lives in England now, but two yeah. young biracial Canadians, the families look, everything immigrant, both children yeah. of immigrants. I mean, just on a, on a, uh, uh, a symbolic level. It was nice mm-hmm. to see. So, um, Cool to see Virginia Wade in the audience. That mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool. All right. So speaking of women that we all hate, you want to start with this one? Because oh, she, God. Gives, she gives me Ajita. She really like, does. Like, who are we talking about next? I don't even remember. Nikki. Nikki. Oh, okay, kid, we can just stop it there. How's that? <laughs> and that's it. That's, and that's all. it. I can listen. Yeah. I'm just gonna say this. And I'm going to say it all allegedly. I just feel like I wouldn't take my advice, (laughs) medical advice, from someone who I feel has, let's just say, made some questionable decisions. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I wouldn't give my medical advice. With questionable situations. No, you can say it, Tate. He was convicted of sexual abuse. You don't have to... There's no allegedly with this. I mean, he's not allegedly. He was convicted. He did... I mean... But look, my issue, I have longstanding issues with Nicki Minaj. I thought she started out great. She was a breath of fresh air. She was lots of fun. She clearly became somebody who weaponized her fans, weaponized this fake feminism. I found it very disappointing. She appears right. to not be a nice person. She's talking out her ass, her surgically enhanced ass on this because the friend of the cousin who knew somebody down the street Which got a reaction. Wor- it's so no, it's fucking ridiculous. irresponsible. But it's, so, it's, it's, it's like just, lady. And she took, and she took down the tweet. Um, would think would, would look, I, you don't take medical advice. Here's the thing. You don't, I don't go to the guy who runs the bodega on the corner for medical advice. I go to a doctor for medical right. advice. That's why they spend all that time in school. So when people say, celebrity it's not the celebrity part it's that's not what they do it's like i'm going to do my own research as opposed to the 10 years of research that has been done so do you nikki fucking die you know not die i don't want her to die but if you're whining about i can't go to the met gala because i had to get vaccinated let's find out was she even invited to well, the well yes <laughs> here's the thing she's always usually invited but i don't believe that no me neither. i don't believe you know why because of the husband. Because of that's the husband. right. And, you know, he was, I believe, wasn't he just, he had to just plead guilty for not registering as a sex right. offender. And, and he he's be, being sued. He's and, being sued. He, and he can be sentenced up to 10 years. Right. And you have that, the, the, the young lady who was 16 at the time is saying that she's being harassed by both of them. And right. it's like, you know what? I personally don't think she wants to be any place where she's got to really get a mic put in her face. Exactly. Because guess what? If she performed on that show, there would 
you can say I'm not doing the carpet, but there comes a point you're going to come face to face with somebody. And honestly, I don't think she wants to answer a lot of really tough questions. No, not at all. So I think that's that, my I think, opinion. I don't no, think I think you're absolutely right. Questions. I don't I don't think she was invited. I think the Metcalf is being classy enough not to say it. I, she's not relevant to the cultural conversation right now. I don't think she was invited. So instead of saying I wasn't no, invited. She's been, no, no, no. She's been there before. No, right so I now. Think, I think she was invited. I do think she was invited. I don't think she would not be invited. I think she was probably she probably was invited. I think throwing that out there was really irresponsible. Here's the thing: you don't have to believe in vaccines. That is your choice. But putting out some crazy shit, my friend's cousin, something was supposed to get married. Now he's infant. All of that is just like, you know. Yeah, you take your I medical just, advice from doctors. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, take talk to your doctor. Don't listen to someone. I, you know, I, I'm trying not to judge anybody's life. We all have made our choices. Who are no, partners you can judge. Are, I think we, we need to judge. I just, <laughs> we need to judge. I just think. We, look, she I, needs. Oh, look at. I just say, look at the source of where you're getting your information from, and understand, like, why, like, look at the source. Well, here's what, I, and then. Um, here, here's a little thing. When you get on a subway, I want the guy that's driving the subway or the woman that's driving the subway to be a subway driver. Okay. So if I'm going to the doctor, I want, I don't get your medical advice from the musical equivalent of Dr. Nick from the Simpsons. Well, like, like I had, I got into a debate with somebody about Naomi Osaka and, you know, Naomi um, Osaka. Yeah. About, uh, you'll see, it's going to cut, it's going to okay. come full circle. Naomi right. Osaka and about, you know, leaving the tournament or, you know, when things aren't going well and being like my health. And they were like, she has that right. And I turned to that person and said, when you flew here to New York, how would you feel? Would you feel the same way if your pilot halfway across the country was like, I just can't do this right now. I can't do it. I I don't want to do it. Would you feel the same way? It's like, you know, watch. I, I just feel like everybody has to stop placing themselves in the in in the place of other people and make decisions based on sound shit for yourself this fact shit don't listen i don't think you need to listen to any celebrity about two or four talk to your doctor yeah and and deal with a professional and stop everybody wants to make these mental health sort of predictions like i would do this with naomi and i would do this because of this one and it's like it's idiotic like stop taking your advice from people whose job it is basically to either entertain you or to sell you something for a low, low price. All right. Yeah, I think we agree on that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Africa Bambada is a fucking criminal and he's... Oh uh, Wait, but do you know what's crazy? Do you feel like you've been around in the scene for a long time? Yeah. Don't you feel like there were really rumblings and weird conversations, kind all right, of? I'm gonna, I have to be honest. It didn't shock me when the first allegations of sexual assault with young with pedophilia let's yeah, just call it pedophilia right, it right. didn't a sexual rape let's just call it rape and pedophilia uh i, I hate sexual abuse sexual assault let's call it rape because that's yeah. what it is um it didn't surprise me because the couple of times i've been around bombada and i hope this doesn't come off offensive but he gives off a kind of strange vibe Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out what that, I mean, granted, he's dressed like a space alien, so that would be part of it. Right. But he's always kind of given off a vibe. There's never been a Mrs. Bombada or a Mr. Bombada for that. Time. Him being gay. I don't, we don't even know if he's gay. We know that he abuses young boys. Um, well, well, he hasn't been, like, he's not convicted. But, so we have to say there's allegations and there have been right. All right. There've been allegations in the past. And now there's actually lawsuits. uh, Look, what what he's accused of is just, there is no defense. He's accused of sex trafficking. He's accused of rape. There's no defense. There's no defense. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's no defense. I, he, is he a, an uncontested legend and, and groundbreaking artist without a quest? There is no debate about that. But he's clearly a fucked up human being. So it's it's sad. It's it's um it's sad to see. It's it's sad. You know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just think that it's it's. I didn't hear rumors, but it didn't surprise me 
Um, I don't think people can be cured of being a rapist. It's it's one of the. I just think it's a despicable crime. Or, it has or, or nothing to be right because that's right. It that's has nothing to do category with, with yeah. itself. It has like, nothing to do with yeah. sex. It's power. It's violence. Um, the young man that he um, and I'm going to believe the the victim because why come forward? The young man. Um, it, it look it just messes you up, and I hope that uh, justice is served. That's yeah. that's that's all I can say. It, and it's very it's very disturbing. And I would like to see I think it's because Bombada is not like a name on everybody's lips that he is sort of like, you know what I mean? It's not like he's he's well known and important, but he's not like super famous. You know right. what I mean? So right. it's not like an R. Kelly situation where the guy is super famous. Um, right. But. You know, if he's convicted, I wouldn't mind seeing a few of his awards. You know, if well, he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, but if he were, I wouldn't mind seeing that taken away. Um, I think that's fair because he was doing these crimes while he was, you know. Um, so it's very important. horrible shit, man. And the Zulu Nation is very upset because the Zulu Nation is kind of saying, hey, 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 like this isn't us. This is him. You got to look at him. So I understand their point of view. They should not be painted with the same perspective. Well, that, but, well, the horrible thing becomes, right? It was, they were so intertwined for so long. Yeah. And then you start to be like, well, did anybody see anything? Because if or there no. was all of this going around and there were young people around, it's like when you hear all of the R. Kelly stories, right? It's all of these people like, yeah, I saw him do this and I saw him being abusive to Aaliyah. And it's like, yeah, where I saw were these you? young girls all around. And it's like, there was a lot of people seemingly around seeing young girls saying people. all this uncomfortable shit. I just, I'm trying to imagine me. I know I worked around some crazy shit, but nothing with young people, like nothing where anybody was being abused. Just, you know, the normal crazy. Oh, I did. Shit. I worked with, I worked. Okay. I'll tell you <laughs> off thing, but oh. I saw something going on and I even said it to the publicist that mm. this is starting to make me a little I'll tell you off. I oh. want to tell you Ooh. off camera. Two situ- one situation for sure. One situation yeah. I suspect it. And I'll yeah. tell you off off Zoom because, because it, I'm going to have to say because that. it involves yeah. people. We have yeah. a great deal of yeah. affection. For. Yeah, because I'm going to say I have, I feel like I would say something. I wouldn't I I wouldn't walk around and see a bunch of kids going into adult sexual situations. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Be but, okay, because I have niece, uh, I have a sister, I have nieces, I have nephews. I just couldn't picture them being uh, on the road with vultures. You know. I'll I'll mention, I'll mention it to you when we get yeah. off because it's always been in yeah. Ooh, oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Y'all see this is this is the thing, kids. If if you if you're all if you're lucky enough to be in an industry for a really long time and you're doing a lot of shit, sometimes listen, I always said if I was a different kind of bitch, if I was a different kind of bitch, Amy. There would be a book in me just just to tell my to tell my story, but I wouldn't do it because it involves so many other people, and I don't think it's fair to tell their shit that I just feel like all of it has to just die with me. You know what I mean? It's just stuff I. Can That's not the case say. with this. The case with this is the people involved are people we really do like a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you later when we get off. Have that little nugget. No, but yeah. this is even pe- people that we we like a lot. You know, like situation, honey. Yeah. So much. Cra- you know all of the craziness. Shit. Yeah. You know a lot. So much craziness that people have. I love it too when and when you hear folks talking about certain situations and they're all giving their opinions. And I'm just sitting back like, if you only knew, bitch, y'all are missing the big chunk that actually makes what you think yeah. you're saying. Wow. The thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Do you want to talk? I don't know, more uplifting though, some of the, the fun stuff we're listening to now or the stuff so, that's kind of... what do you think of Spacey Casey? Who's, oh, I thought you said Stacey Casey. Spacey um, Casey, that's her, that's her. Spacey Casey. Yeah. Um, I like Casey Musgraves a lot. I came to her sort of late. Um, this is obviously the big pop push. She played the VMAs as well and mm-hmm. she got the serious artist treatment because mm-hmm. it was like the good instrument guitar yeah. and they probably had to tell... <laughs> The kids that they hire to be seat fillers in the front, who she was, because they were probably like, what? No, the kids know who she is. <laughs> uh, not the kids I saw walking down the street to go to that show, but that's how they all looked like they were going to a really bad prom. Um, look, I, I think she's got a, a really good voice. I think she's an interesting voice in country music. She has clearly always had pop inclinations, and uh, country music is pop in so many ways, for Christ's sakes. All these 
all these male country artists are getting their inspiration from the Eagles for crying out loud. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> remotely country about or barely and in integrating hip hop and blah, blah, blah. I think she's really good. I think the record will probably debut number one because she still has her country audience, which are fervent, fervent fans. And they actually buy records. They actually go out and buy records. You know, mm -hmm. you got the stats there already. Well, what she debuted or no? No, not but yet. I, I, I think, you know, I think she's an appealing person. She won, you know, album of the year for crying out loud. Right. So as you've said, where are you going to go from that? You can't right. make a niche record. She's not a Taylor Swift in that she's not trying to make dancey pop music. I will give her that. She's not trying to dance or whatever. Um, thank goodness. Thank, thank goodness. goodness. Yeah. Thank so she might be a good dancer. I don't know. Right. But um, I have to say, I like this right. I like a heartbreak album. I yeah, do like her divorce. I right? like you know if you if you if you write a good heartbreak album, I'm into it because yeah. we can all appreciate those emotions and those feelings, and I it feels honest, and I'm and, you know yeah. I'm happy for it. It's a good record. A good and her record. first and not her first. This is her fifth album, but the album before it really was, broke her out. The gold was album. was the yeah. Yay I'm Married record. Yeah, so it's a good, right. A good you know, it's like, almost like oops. the book the bookends <laughs> yeah, of the right. situation. Oops. You know, right. <laughs> Yeah, Oops, yeah, yeah. I'm not married anymore. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Yeba. Um, okay, so here's... I never... All right, so the last... You mean trial, Abigail? <laughs> um, I, I love it. Abigail Elizabeth Smith. It's smart to change your name to Yeba, right? Because when you first kept talking to me about cool. Yeba, 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 I'm yeah, thinking I mean, she's Yeba some never girl. Do. <laughs> I thought she was like some girl from someplace else. Da, 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 right. da, da, you know what I mean? I know. It sounds sort of like... Croatian or something like right, that. She's from Arkansas. Well, what I thought <laughs> That's a great was, record. It's a great record. What's really funny is like, okay, so the last Tribe Called Quest record, which I absolutely love, not a bad song on the album. There's one song called Melatonin. And it's one of my favorite songs on the album. And one of the things that's most compelling about it is the backup vocalist who sort of at the end takes the vocal lead on it. And I'd always, I didn't have a copy of the album with credits because the late Gary Harris, bless his heart, sent me kind of like, here, just have it. Um, I never knew who was singing the song. Mm -hmm. And I always loved that voice. And then I find out it's her. It's Yeba. And she has been a featured artist. I mean, she's on the new Drake record. Um, this is the best thing I can. All right. First off, what I love about she's this She's on record the Sam is, Smith record. She right. sang with PJ Morton. Like, yeah. Mark but Ronson. Mark Ronson helped produce. Robert Glasper. Yeah, know. no, she's, she's the and real Stormzy. deal. Stormzy. Yeah, she's the real deal. I love mm. that this record, first off, is under 40 minutes because uh, I don't have fucking time. My <laughs> motto is always be an album should not take longer than it took me to go into labor. That's if I took if I took me less time to have a baby. You two, Bob Marley made a record in 35 minutes. The Beatles made a record that was 35 minutes. You two can do it. So I think it's great. Uh, there's no filler. She doesn't sound, she sounds like her own person. Which I, I appreciate the, very, yeah. very much because so many people sound like the same person. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that here comes an artist. It's like Scissor, right? Mm -hmm. Scissor doesn't sound like anybody else. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you know her voice when she sings. And, right. and I appreciate that because as you and I have talked a lot of times, I used to be able to tell who's who. Now I have to literally Shazam be like, well, who is this? Because they right. sound, everybody sounds like the same person. It's like that whisper sing. Yeah, that barely singing. Yeah, you know. But, that barely. So I. She's um, interesting. I, her, her, her cadence is interesting. And it's good songwriting, you know. It's good to her. And, and shout out to our lovely, wonderful, I love her so much, Sarah Weinstein Dennison, who has been working her heart out to, to promote mm. this record. And mm. by all accounts, she's a really nice person, too, Yeba. Mm. Um, so that is great. All right, so you want to go from the sublime to the who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, which well, someone gives, gives a fuck. fuck. Someone <laughs> gives a fuck, well, not us. Someone <laughs> does give a fuck. So I guess. The Drake and Kanye battle, Drake won because in three days, blah, 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 blah. But how about this? Your record's still shit. It's a shitty record. The Drake record. You mean. It's a shitty record. It's just boring. And the Kanye record is too long and it's too bloated. And I don't. And honestly, is anybody? it's so funny. Like, we go through the whole buildup of those two, right? And now no one's talking about either of those records. It, well, and I live it. But here's the thing. I'm talking in Harlem. I am used right. to when a Drake album comes out. Mm -hmm. His songs coming out of all the stores, 
There's a, I live around the corner from a park. There's always playing music where they're playing ball. I hear his albums, cars going by. I have not heard anybody blasting this record or the Kanye record. And I'm used well, to hearing those records a lot up here. Kanye is like, I think Kanye has become, we've had, I mean, Kanye is, people blasting Kanye, I think, ended with 808 Heartbeat. I think that, because Kanye no longer makes singles. Kanye is now an artist who happens to rap. I mean, he's gone off on a whole nother. I don't think it's any great shock that Drake outsold him because Drake is a top 10 artist. He's a, I mean, he is a hit maker. What my, and I've just never gotten Drake, but I'm not a young girl, you know, think right. girls think he's cute, blah, 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 blah. He does make catchy singles. Honestly, I wouldn't know if it's the new Drake song pumping out of a car because they said this they album sounds, sounds like every single Drake album. I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, this is the new song? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Tusi Slide. I know the one uh, started from the bottom. I know the one. Oh, wait, I know that one. Go, I know Tusi yeah. Slide started from, and I know the one that goes. Um, the Lauren Hill sample. No, the, and the Lauren Hill sample. I'm in love with you. Oh, you're something, one. Then something, you know something, four. Something, 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 yeah. something, something, yeah. something, something. That one. <laughs> yeah. So my my problem always been with Drake is that I just think that he is fundamentally. I mean, he gets the job done fine, but he's not interesting. He's not interesting as a person. He's just sort of. Uh, he doesn't stand for anything, and I don't mean politically. I mean, what is he? What is he? Is he the boy next door? Is he the champagne? Pop? I mean, give me a break. He just is as irritating, and we've had this as, as much as Kanye is an infuriating human being and an infuriating artist um, and an asshole of epic capital A proportions. You know what Kanye is about. It's no surprise what Kanye yeah, is about. That's true. Um, Drake is, and this record is also getting very like, eh, reviews. It's like, eh, you know, it's just like, it feels like a place filler and it's obviously not. But it's so much like build up, filler. right? It was like, yeah, so much build up to certified lover boy, certified lover boy. Then it came and it's like, bah. I hate the cover too. It's a Damien Hurst cover mm -hmm. of a whole bunch of cartoon women of all different races and Again, ethnicities. Damien Hurst, right? It's like, how deep, how deep into the artist barrel did you go? Oh, right here at the top, floating. Let me just right. pick that right. one. Oh, Damien. Well, <laughs> like I had a, I had a, a an ex boyfriend of mine used to say that the reason that rappers uh, reference people like Damien Hurst or Coldplay or whatever is like that's the last word they heard coming out of someone's mouth. Not just rappers. Though. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh Bjork. Yeah, have you ever listened to her? No, but somebody was talking about her. Oh, oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, Damien Hurst. Oh Banksy. It's like somebody has meant right. Basquiat. Oh, okay. That's the last word they heard. So they're like, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, that one's my favorite. So <laughs> not just rapper, but right. yeah, I don't I don't think that yeah, I just don't like the cover because I don't think there's anything amusing it's, about it's, the premise of right. your uh, of your album being you're such a lover boy that you knock up hundreds of women. I don't well, know. one, it's dumb. The album's dumb. It's dumb. He's dumb. His head's too big for his body. Fuck him. He looks yeah, He looks like he is. I've always thought he looks like he has fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I were a 14 year old girl, they love him. Oh, Miss Linden, I love. <laughs> like, I love him. He's so cute. And I'm like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. it's like you know. He, right. says, he says a boot. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. That may be the one redeeming thing about him is that he's that Canadian. Can I just true. very we quickly love the speak Canadians? I no, do. can I just very quickly? Uh, sorry, before we go into talking about our big topic, I do want to rest in peace to Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Who, oh my God. Let me. Just this tell was you one something. of the most subversively funny. Go online and Google Norm oh Macdonald moth. Right, and you will pee in your pee was between that and literally when they Ugh. would do Jeopardy and he would be Burt Reynolds As torturing Kurt Alex Trebek. <laughs> oh my god, it's so Kurt Ferguson. No, he was just one of these guys who was like a comedian's comedian, so funny, so subversive, so Canadian in a lot of ways, too. Um, and and just Google his talk show appearances with Conan O'Brien or David Letterman, mm -hmm. and um. Just so funny. Just not ha 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 funny yeah. like huh? Thinking funny. man's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love funny. I love I that's so really very sad. And also George Wine, I hope I'm mm. pronouncing it correctly, who founded the Newport Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. Um so that's a great look. All right. Uh you had a brilliant idea to talk about this next man, and so I think you should kick it off. 
Miss Thing, first of all, I'm just trying to figure out no tea, no shade. I'm sitting in my front room talking to you. And next thing you know, Miss Thing, a giant rope just dropped down my window. I'm sitting here looking as this rope is going up and down. And I can hear them working. They're working on the roof. But do you know how jarring it is to be sitting and, <laughs> and turn around and you're like, is someone trying to climb in my motherfucking this window? And if they are, are you cute? Because you can come uh, in. Come on, come on in. Uh, come in. Uh, Stick it in. Um, so my friend Allison, shout out Allison, who I've known for years. We worked together at Music World. Allison Pember? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know Allison well. I don't know her well, but I have to say. Uh-huh. I find her pictures of her dogs uh-huh. on Instagram oh to be like the happiest <laughs> thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She lives uh, ever. She's, a, the happiest she's in thing. Seattle. Oh, I, those pictures. Every time I see those little puppies, I think mm-hmm. they're fake. They're so and, cute. And so she says to me. Sorry. I just like, <laughs> I think she's great. I'm, Hi, Allison. Yeah. She's always <laughs> like, I know you like sugar babes and pet shop boys. You know, I work with both of them. She's like, she, yeah, she did. She worked pet shop boys, nightlife through. Astral works. Through released, through oh, okay. the release era. Okay. And, and she did Sugar Babe's first album, One Touch, which is this week is the 20th anniversary of that. And Shabon's solo albums. She's like, so I'm going to have these CDs and stuff. I was going to, I'm getting rid of them. Can I send them to you? There'll be some random vinyl and stuff in there. I was like, okay, cool. So I get the box. First, the box is tremendous. <laughs> and there's, but there's so much good shit. And in there was a bunch of Malcolm McLaren, which really sort of, put me down, you know, and I own some Malcolm McLaren already, but like this, there was a bunch that I didn't have and it helped add to the collection. And it really just put me into a Malcolm McLaren K-hole. And his, his music was so hard to classify, right? Cause he did sort of, it was a mat, it was like hip hop, it was like punk, it was downtown. To me, it's just like the music of downtown. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s. And late London 70s, 80s of that time. Yeah, yeah. London of that time. And it's like, I wonder why in the lexicon of music, no one, ever talks about him. They don't talk about these records. We don't talk about crazy albums like Fans, right? Where he does his whole version of Madame Butterfly and Carmen and Loretta and Death of a Butterfly. It's just, it's a great concept album. And I know you and I, you don't always love a concept album. And that I is always... absolutely not true. <laughs> I thought you didn't always love a concept album. No, I don't. No, that's absolutely not true. Where did, mm-hmm. who, what lie told you that? It depends what the concept is. Uh, <laughs> if the concept is white supremacy and mass well, annihilation, well, well, I'm not going to like it. Well, there could be a couple of things in between before we get to that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I have no problem with I prefer to call it a cohesive thematic approach. Yeah, but I'm thinking of just shit like his his album, like world famous Supreme Team. Show. I love that you know stuff. I, mean? I used it's to play that so, song so at the Baby dope. Doll Lounge. You know how mm-hmm. much that used to drive the strippers crazy when I and, would play that. And then you know his gorgeous album Paris. Paris, uh, you know, what I mean? it's Lovely. such a great album. Such a such a great 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 great, great album. And well, I don't know. It's just I feel like we need to. To well, can give I give some a, love and bring some of these songs, well, like can I put it back little, into rotation and stuff. Can I just give a little backstory on who he is? Because he did mm-hmm. not, Malcolm McLaren rose to fame. He was a manager and an entrepreneur in London. And he and Vivian Westwood, who was his wife at the time, ran the very famous clothing store called Sex, um, which was where the Sex Pistols were sort of put together. The first boy band in a lot of ways, they were a boy band because they were put together um, by McLaren and Vivian Westwood. And Vivian Westwood, just for what it's worth, was the secret sauce behind all this. McLaren got all the credit, but not surprisingly, the woman did most of the work. And before that, McLaren <laughs> McLaren had managed, had decided to bring the New York Dolls over to London because they were very popular over there, and blah, blah, blah. And he destroyed their career by dressing them all in red leather and putting hammer and sickles behind them and refashioning them as communists for some fucking reason. Because it's like, I'm sorry, this is the New York Dolls. There's a bunch of guys from the outer borough who dress like drag queens and, and are funky and glamorous and, right. and chaotic. And you're going to make them look like, okay, Malcolm, thanks a lot for that. So the dolls, he screwed up the doll, but the Sex Pistols is sort of where he got his thing. And then 
you know, he's not without controversy. You have to watch, you know, he was not, you know, there's yeah, a lot but here's of the thing. A lot, a lot of people that people love come with controversy and they're not good people. You no, know I'm not I mean? saying not a good yeah. person. I'm talking about business wise. I mean, mm. there is, you know, and a lot of to, that in industry too. Yeah. Listen, but know. I'm just, you know, I'm just sort of giving a context. Yeah. And then he's, and then he kind of was in New York. Um, you know, there is a look, I think his records are great. I was listening to fans yesterday. He brings together like all these different artists. He's got Bootsy Collins, the Bootsilla Orchestra, and he brings together all these Chanteuses. He was introducing Vogue before Madonna did. I mean, a year before Vogue came out, he He's in had, Vogue, yeah. he did Vogue. So he from was bringing the Waltz, in Will- from the Waltz Darling album. Right, right. Willie Ninja and all these people, world famous Supreme team. He made stars out of two DJs on, um, but I, I will say, I understand some people's kind of, uh, resistance to giving resi- him cultural there was a you know there isn't you always i mean you know when a white outsider is sort of like there was a degree of kind of like you know he was sort of like he was the producer he was the you know he didn't but play this any i'm gonna say about that there was a time and place where it wasn't really cultural appropriation because everybody was in the scene together you know right. what i mean and yeah. i feel like now we pick all of that apart and say you did this you took this but the scene seems more segregated now than it was back then. Everybody, part, especially when you, it's like hip hop, right? You know all of those hip hop writers and everybody because hip hop was a small world, especially back then. The writers, the community, especially you being white, it was it was just a world. There was a lot of white people were just in it together. They loved this music and working and doing whatever. And I think it was the same thing with downtown New York and London in those days. It's now that everybody looks at everything and they're like, you appropriated culture. It was like, well, actually, the culture was this melting pot. And, and, yeah. and, now, no, I- and now we've gotten to this place where it's almost like, you can't be inspired by something for fear of people saying, you know, you're 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 appropriating this culture. No, that uh, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think this is a, I'm going to read the quote. because I mm-hmm. He says, when accused of turning popular culture into a cheap marketing gimmick, he mm-hmm. joked that he hoped it was true that he had turned. So there was this punk rock element of he wanted to fuck with the system. Um so I'm not saying that he appropriated. He was never pretending to be black. He was never pretending right. to be gay. Right. I just think that there's sometimes a sense of a puppeteer. Um, but he did give a light to artists who were undersung. And that um, to me is the important thing. Yeah, like, and the music is you know, great. The and the music is app, great. And that is my point. You know and what I mean? And it stands up. You can put on um, um, fans right now, which is his sort of homage to Puccini. You can put on... Play the Paris album today. Oh, the Paris album is gorgeous. It's just as gorgeous Gorgeous. today as it was when it came out. Put on Duck Rock. You're still going to get all of those feelings. I, I, I Like... Who doesn't, if Buffalo Girls comes on anywhere, doesn't make you kind of do a little jig and shake? You know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's... He made great music, but... And again... It's like he, Nina Hagen. It's not... It's hard to put into a box what this is, right? But it's really cool shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think... And I, I, I do think, you know, he kind of, to me, uh, kind of does prove that punk rock had way more in common with downtown music and hip hop than people give it credit for. And I think what he tapped into was outsider culture, youth culture. Um, He was definitely a con man. He was definitely the P.T. Barnum of music. You know, not a big surprise. He was definitely a scammer. Vivian Westwood, again, did a lot more than he gave her credit for. Big, you know, big surprise that. He did destroy the doll's career, but I won't hold that against them. And I mean, what he did with the Sex Pistols, look, I was, that was kind of like my musical awakening in terms of like punk and stuff like that. What he did with the Sex Pistols, we talk about marketing, brilliant marketing. I mean, the most brilliant marketing because he made, I mean, they never sold the record, but he made them household names on purely on shock value. So yes, but you're right. The records are beautiful. Fans is beautiful. Um, 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 he actually that that was a big hit. Um, he went gold, I believe. It's like Waltz, nineteen eighty nine, um, deep in vogue. Like I said, before Madonna, a year before Madonna. I have that and, vinyl, and right. I have the Waltz Dar- Darling album right. on vinyl, before, and they still sound great. 
No, and the year before Madonna invented yeah. Vogue. And, with, <laughs> with, with Willie Ninja in right. there serving full Vogue realness, giving yes. it to you. Listen, I just think it's his his uh, catalog is worth a revisit for people. No, it really is. You know, and it's it really all available is. on Spotify. And for all you DJs, you'll need to have some of these records in your collection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he's still got the... Those 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 moments that if you 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 know your music, you put some of those songs in at the right time, and it's a full boom. They still hit. You know? I like that it sort of works as well. I don't believe that music should be background music. I think, it, right. but there is a sort of soundtracky element to his his. Um, and he died. We should mention that he did die several years ago. Um, but yeah, a great yeah, definitely. What you know, um, looking back, he had his hand in almost um, every genre of, of important music, youth culture music, up until the day he died. Um, you want to talk about some stuff you're listening to right now? Or you, uh, anything else you want to uh, talk about? Like, yeah, let me just say this. And you know, you said we talked about her on the show before, Arlo Parks. Mm-hmm. I... This record complete. First of all, it's almost a year old. Who knew the record came out in January? <laughs> We've been busy, <laughs> but it came out the same week as the Celeste album, and I was really into that Celeste album, and it I just missed it. But she's a 21 year old queer artist from the UK, black queer artist, and just the writing of just it's so honest and mature and beautifully beautifully written and and sung and produced album and i can't believe i'm so late listen her winning the merch she won the prestigious mercury prize last week and that's how i knew that this album existed and i'm see this is why i'm glad at moments like that right because you read something and music is it, it's always there and it was easy to go find it and fall in love with an, with another young person and i love to see young queer black artists being celebrated and getting to write beautiful music and express their feelings. Because, you know, for a long time, I think you and I have known this, we've worked with artists who we know are gay and and have never been comfortable enough to really express it here in the U.S. for years or had to hide it. And these, I love that these kids are coming out and they're speaking their truth. They're young and able to tell it with a certain freedom and be supported and not be afraid. So it's, it's really, it's a beautiful, beautiful record. So, and if people haven't heard it, they really it, should check it it's out. It's very good. And I got sort of turned on to her uh, because uh, Michaela Cole used a lot of her music in uh, I May Destroy You. So I would sit there with the Shazam going, what is this? What is this? And I discovered, it's funny you talk about Let's talk about this next time because I do want to have a convo about Little Nas X. So we don't, we would, I, I, I have to, I have to, I want to have a convo, but I don't want to do it right now just because. No, let's do it. Fuck it. No. We're here. You can't say that at the end of the show and yeah, then not do it. You know, do no, what, let's, let's talk about it. What, what do you want to say? I, just I have think, some opinions. Here's my thing about Little Nas X. Mm-hmm. I am very, I mean, even though I'm a white straight woman and hence, you know, just don't understand, I'm, very happy that he is having his moment. I'm very happy that he can get up there and 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 be and be gay and be and and give inspiration. I just wish the music was better. It's just not good music. He's not a good rapper, and it's not because I'm not the audience. I know what good rap sounds like, and I can listen to it even if you're younger. I don't think he's. He's look. He's a pop artist, which is great. He does not have a lot of support in the hip hop audience, and it's not because no, it's I, not, I think it's, he's gay. I just think, no, it's just that these aren't hip hop songs. These are pop songs with right. a guy who. Kind I just of wish raps. they would stop. I just think I, I am bothered by the fact that he took that name, but it's fine if Nas doesn't have a problem with it. I just have always thought that Little Nas X is a fabulous, um, a fabulous, <laughs> you know, um, delicious dessert. But it's like, I, 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 I mean, this is his first album coming out, which is crazy when and you think for, about that. He's right. been here for two years already. And, but. Well, this is my, I'm going to save all my judgment until I hear a full body of work. Right. I will say all of the stunts are fun. I love that he's having his, listen, the straight kids get to do it. So I love that he's having yeah, his yeah. full gay fantasy. Yeah. I need to see a body of work. And I, listen, he already is coming with hits. 
I want to know what album number two is going to be like. Because you already yeah. have three or four hits from album number one, right? So yeah. let's see what that's going to be. Yeah. What, are, what is the growth from album one to number two? That will tell me if you're here for a long haul. Because I've been in this game long enough to see a lot of people who come have a huge moment, sell a shitload of records, be celebrated, invited everywhere, come with that second album, and the audience has moved on, and everything changes. Like, So who are you? What is the growth? So I'm really happy for his moment right now. Me too. I, yeah. I don't think of him as a rapper. To me, he is a pop star, right? right. So I'm thinking of him as a pop act. I'm like, go down this road. Let's let this record come out. I want to hear what it, what it wants to be. But I'm very, very curious to what album number two is. Because, yes, you can do a lot of stunts. You know, Madonna was the queen of always having a different era. But what came with those eras was solid albums and hits that right. that grew with each one. So who are you going to be in album two? Is what Because, you know, 14 outfits on the carpet and you can kiss boys. All of that's great. But, you know, after a while, you keep doing it and it's like you're going to the same well, right? Like it doesn't it's gonna have... It's going to be tired. It it's going to be predictable. That, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that same value of, look what he just did. So now you're going to have to really come to what is your artistry and... I need to see, can you do a full show? Because a TV performance, you could rehearse, you could do all of right. that. Can you give me, because right now you're probably not a two-hour concert person. Not at but, all. Yeah. But, you can, but you can surely have a 45-minute to an hour show. So yeah. I want to know, what does that look like? Does your voice hold up? Do you understand the difference between you can't just keep jumping all around, you're going to have to sound good. So I want to see that progression as an artist. And I'm really happy for him. I'm happy for the success. I just hope he has a really great team that really understands that the next thing you have to do is you're going to have to take this on the road. And what do you, what do you present? How is it going to look? And I will know then if you are truly an artist or if you're just having, you know, like a lot of artists do, you're having this moment where... I hope you're being smart because you're making a lot of money. I hope you're investing and making really smart money. I don't know how much money he's making. But, oh, he's making uh, a zillion money. Listen, well, he, I mean, he's got I, a bunch. Of, he's got a bunch of endorsement deals right now. You know yeah. what I mean? He's in commercials, so you know you're making money. You know, this is the moment where you have the hits, but you're going to get all of that. So I hope right. you're being smart. I, like I said, I think we're in the same. I, I yeah. find him lots of fun and stuff, but I, I, I don't think there's as much there there as there should be. But I am very happy that we're at a point in the culture. Where he, I mean, I, he's in, and he's a great, he's an internet. Listen, yeah. he was perfect made for social media to get Absolutely. up there and thank social. He's fabulous on Twitter. He's fabulous on the internet. I, I give it to him. I, I'm just, I mean, Montero is catchy, but there's just like, mm, I, I want to see. You know, it's so not for us. And no, music, it's, but it's and, not, it doesn't matter if it's not for us because neither is Sugar Babes. Neither is any of the shit we listen to. Well, no, to. Well, actually, but was, Sugar Babes came out that was more for at least but you me. know what i mean i mean i, was, I don't want to be like we have to listen when the like, sugar babes came out you know what i'm saying i understand what you're saying but i, I mean i'm saying that as music people we mm. do still have no ears. we do have the ears we do but what i realize is the young people's ears and how they're listening is so different true so like, you know what i mean how they're listening is different because they can listen to these 14 mumble rappers who all sound the same and they're like it's the best thing on the planet they're right by it right yeah 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 so it's almost like that generation of from the 50s, those 50s Paris who started hearing rock and roll and they're like, what the fuck is that? Like, why do you like that? That's screaming. Right. Because I hear some of it and it just sounds like gibberish. And then there are the things like we talk about, like a Yeba and some of these other artists who, or perfect example, I think you and I both felt the same way about Olivia Rodrigo. At first, I didn't pay attention. You have a song called Driver's License. This is not going to be for me. This is clearly young. And then when I heard her album, I was so surprised. I was like, oh. She's good. And there's much more diversity here, and it's not as young as I thought it would be. Same right. thing, we've talked about that with Billie Eilish when you made me listen to her, and I was like, oh. And she looked amazing on. Yeah. She looked amazing at the Met Gala. Yeah, I was like, oh, this isn't like little kid shit. You Selena Gomez. Yeah. Who would have thought that I would listen to a Selena Gomez album? I mean, I mean not me. So I, I just wanted, because I've been thinking about, I mean, I, I, I am 100% in his corner. I just yeah. want to see, bring the goods now, baby. Yeah. We know we know that we know that you can do a slam dunk and all sorts of fancy tricks on I'm the court. Now, what let me see. What's his let me see. Where's the meat? I'm ready for where's the, meat. the meat. Well, and I'm sure he wants some, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-boom. And on that note. <laughs> 
Thank you, ladies oh, and wait, gentlemen. Wait, excuse what? me. I, oh. didn't, I didn't talk about what I'm listening oh, to. Okay. I just want to real quick say for some reason, and you laughed at me when I, for some reason, I have fallen into a Jackson Brown Warren Zevon hole. Like, and how? What, why? <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you exactly why. I was reading Not something. Not to because Jackson Brown is a great, was a great artist. No, and so was Warren Zevon. Yeah. Um, uh, and not the later Jackson Brown, though. The stuff like The Late for the Sky and the, the first two albums, which is 1972, 1974. Mm. I had been reading some articles on Rock's Back Pages, and they were talking about Jackson Brown. And I started going, you know what? I turned against Jackson Brown because one of his wives, the bad marriage and, and his association with the Eagles, and the Eagles drive me up the wall. I knew every lyric on Late for the Sky. 1974, mm. I was in high school. These are like, I was a singer-songwriter chick. I'm not ashamed to say it. So they're just beautiful records. And uh, Warren Zevon, to me, is just an amazing songwriter. I think I'm, I'm even thinking about him nominating him for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because believe it or not, he is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which kind of mm. blows my mind. Because he wrote, I don't know, I didn't need to jump in, but I was just like, I'm so shocked that I'm listening to these people. Well, you know, it's classic shit, right? 74! Here's the thing. But here's the thing about really good songwriting. You can always come back to it because the songs right. are great. They're written yeah. well, they're sang well, they're performed well. And it's like, it's they're evergreen. And you have that moment where you get caught up in it and you end up, listen, like I told you on last week's show, me getting caught up in all of those old uh, Dionne Warwick, Dion Warwick yeah. albums. It's like, I haven't, you know, I love her. I play her a lot. But when going back and listening to the albums front to back, both sides, just the writing, the singing, the production, you know, like, it's just yeah, yeah. When it's I, I done just, so well. It just I can listen to it forever. I, what was funny to me, though, is uh, the woman who can't remember where her, she put her fucking keys every morning mm -hmm. knew every lyric on that mm -hmm. album. Right. So I guess I can do it when I want to. Mm -hmm. All right, take it home, baby. Take it home. All right, kids, you know the deal. So here we are, uh, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. There are over 70 shows on Pantheon. Please check us out there on their main page. And while you're there, check out some of the many other shows. You like music? They have every type of show for you. Scripted, unscripted, really in-depth, uh, great interviews, great people who were there, did it, every aspect. And then you know us. You're here. You're listening to us. Thank you. Remember to rate us. Tell your friends. Leave a star. Um, we appreciate the support. And we, we appreciate talking to you on Facebook at I'm going to let you finish, all one word. And on Instagram at I'm going to let you finish, NY. On Twitter at Finishima. On iHeart. On Google Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts. On Spotify. Thank you, thank you, Stitcher. Thank you, thank you for listening to us wherever you listen to us. And we will see you next week. Stay safe, people. Have you ever lifted a piece of furniture and found the carpet underneath looks brand new while the rest of it looks, well, not brand new? That's when you realize you need new carpeting. At The Home Depot, we have a wide selection of all the top brands. Best of all, we'll install it for you. And even better than best of all, we install it free. So all you need to do is choose from our hundreds of styles and colors. Start your installation today at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase of $4.99. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details.